the counsel of many, talking to people, seeing where they're at, you know, is really important in, in this time. So as the days move into weeks and could be months, can I just ask you all, where the, I'm just putting it out there, where the pastoral care hat? If you're part of the family and you've got a church directory, awesome. If you need one, uh, ask Jen, who doesn't happen to be here today. Um, ask Jen. But there's names in there. If you know faces that you normally see and they're not here, just ring them. Yeah, ring them. Some people may be different. I still enjoy the, the personal touch. I like a knock on the door. I like it when somebody the other day left some toilet paper at my front door. I was, I was stoked by that. They, I just opened up the front door to go outside. It was just there. Like I just looked around. There was no one inside. And I looked back down. I thought, wow, why'd they only leave one packet? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't. I was really grateful. <laughs> oh, I, think I, I think I know who it is. Um, and they're not here today, so I'm safe. <laughs> but I, I still like contact. I, I plan to still visit people at this stage, those that are still comfortable with that, you know. And I think we all have a role to play in that. You know, the, today I want to try to continue on what we were talking about last week, about not being afraid. And I mentioned last week that in the Bible, God mentions the phrase, do not be afraid or do not fear, 365 times. That's enough. That's, that's one, do not be afraid for every day of the year. We don't have to be afraid. If you've got a worry or concern today, you don't have, he says, do not fear, don't be afraid. Don't do that. You know, I want us to be able to walk away today speaking and declaring the promises of God over our lives because with our tongues we have the power of life and death, don't we? Yeah? That hasn't changed. The word hasn't changed. The word is, the word is truth. It's never changing. And so if we have the power of life and death, then we need to be able to speak life into this situation, into our own lives, into the lives of our families, you know? I want us to walk away today totally confident in God totally confident so if we want to walk by faith we are totally armed to do that yeah we should be armed to do that so father all i can say is have your way in jesus name and everybody said all right simple truth jesus is our peace yeah his name actually is peace our peace is a person that's him he's the person of peace his name is jesus so jesus is almost like a baker he he's He's made the peace, and then he offers us peace. And then if we choose to receive it, we can walk in peace. I reckon that's, that's pretty good. So through Jesus, we have peace even when our hearts are troubled with what's going on around us. Even when our hearts are confused, we can still have peace. And last week, we were looking at Psalm 91, you know, and thus I've still got the lights on that, on that painting because I, I just think it is um, very prophetic in, in what it shows. But there was just a couple of things that I, I, I want to pull out of that really quickly. Because Psalm 91 verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, what, we, what you need to be aware of, when the, the way they write in Hebrew is not the way they write in English. You know, They start from one side, they go to the opposite side. They're all very confused in their writing. When we got to English, we got it right. Um, but having said that, the first word, the first word in Psalm 91 is yeshav. It's the word yeshav, and it actually means to sit down. So at the very beginning of Psalm 91, it all begins by sitting down. He who sits, yeah? He who sits. It, it, he who dwells, which is what most of us know, literally means he who sits. I, I love this thought because 
If we want God's protection during the coronavirus, during this season, any season really, yeah, the first thing we need to do in this crisis or a crisis is don't worry. Don't be anxious. Sit down. It's really hard when you're fidgety, you're an extrovert, just to sit down. But that's what we're supposed to do. Just sit down. See, what I love too is you only sit down when your work is finished. So in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, the priests were always standing. They were always standing. (laughs) That's why in the tabernacle of Moses, there's no seat. There's a table in the tabernacle of Moses, but there's no seat because their work was never finished. It was actually never, ever finished. But we have a, a God who sent his son, and his son, his name is Jesus, and he is our peace. And the Bible tells us that Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father. Yeah? And you and I, it tells us, are seated with him in heavenly places. Ephesians 2.6 says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. So church, sit down. The work is already done. Sit down. In every crisis we go through, in every tribulation we face, the enemy is always going to ask you and I, what are we going to do about it? Yeah? What, what are we going to do about it? There's only one answer for that. I'm not going to do anything. Nothing. It's already done. I can see the victory already. I'm just going to sit down. Thank you for asking. See, no matter what the crisis is, no matter what the tribulation is, no matter what the situation is that we face in our life that's causing that turmoil inside, it's like we have an opportunity for a brand new sitting down, a brand new, a fresh almost, sitting down because every situation every individual circumstance we have to stop and we need to sit those who dwell those who sit with the almighty we need to start by sitting we need to start by resting we need to start by leaning on him yeah well what about the coronavirus are we scared uh well i'd say the answer would be no no i'm actually not i know i'm protected from it already Remember, we need to be able to speak out in faith. With our, with our tongues, we have the power of life and death. Yeah? So I know I'm protected by it already. But you could catch it. Yeah, fact. Truth, I've got a God that, that's hiding me. So I'm going I'm to choose to live covered by him with angels that have been given charge over me. Yeah. So I'm protected already. I'm seated with Jesus And if I'm seated with Jesus in heavenly places, that means I'm seated far above the coronavirus. Yeah? So it won't come near me and it won't come near my family. I'm going to speak out life. I won't speak out death. It won't come near us. We have to sit under that promise. We've got to declare it. We've got to believe it. We've got to speak it out and then we just need to sit down. You know, I'm learning something all the time. And in Hebrew... And particularly the Hebrew, the grammatical construction of the way that they write is really important because the first word is usually the emphasis for the whole verse, yeah? So you know where they're going to go, like an opening line. And the first word is sit. So the first thing he says is sit. The first letter, though, 
This is so cool. The first letter is the word yard. It's, it's spelt Y-A-D and or Y-U-D, but yard, however you want to pronounce that. But it's the generic word for hand. It's the generic word for hand, yeah? But watch this. The first letter that opens Psalm 91 is yard. The last letter of Psalm 91 is yard. <laughs> it's like God saying, not only am I going to bless you in this season with what's inside 91, but I've got you. I've got you in my hand. Yeah? Man, it starts with that and it ends with that. And everything inside God is protecting. That's so cool. We don't write like that in English, I'll tell you that. But there's a promise that's under our nose that in this season, the psalm that we're claiming, yeah, he says, I've actually got my hands like that, the all-encompassing hands of God protecting us and blessing us. Now, Jesus is our mighty God because he's our mighty God. Is that a fair statement? I figure that's pretty fair. But he's also in control of everything. Well, he knows everything. He knows what's happening. Yeah? Like the coronavirus didn't sneak up on God. The angels didn't come and say, Hey, Father, check it out. Do you see the coronavirus? He'll be like, Oh, man, I missed it. I didn't know it was coming. Dang, we should do something about it then. That's just not how our God works, yeah? All of our problems are under his mighty hands, yeah? He's got us. We just have to sit. We just got to trust God. You and I, we do not need to fear. We don't need to fear. There's enough of it already out there, you know, this message is for everyone. If we're living with turmoil, if we're losing grip of life, just stuff feels like it's running out of control. We're fearful of going outside, but we're not fearful to go get toilet paper. You love that? That, that freaks me out. Like, I know we need toilet paper. Think of the consequences if you at home run out. Like, it's not neat. It's not pretty. But imagine if our soul runs empty. Yeah? It freaks me out that people have such passion to stock up on pasta. Like, really? 89 cents a packet. You should be buying the better packet anyway. That's plastic that you're eating. I think I posted on social media, people are buying all that plastic because they don't realise that actually it's not very good. Well, you know, hello? Don't have to be a rocket scientist to know there's something better. You see it, 89 cents, 99 cents, $1.20, $1.50, and there's $3.55, the stuff that comes from overseas, and they're still there. I know we all buy to a budget, but, you know, some things are worth eating and some things aren't worth eating, you know. And it's cheeseburger from Macca's is not like a cheeseburger from, you know, what, what's the Griffin Burger, is that right, Sam? Yeah, got it, thanks, mate. When everything's unsettled, Peace is still available for us. It is actually available for us. <laughs> There's that, I, I mention this song all the time, but the Newsboy song that says, we don't mourn like those who mourn who have no hope. But we don't face life, yeah, like those who face life who have no hope. We have a hope. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. We have the Father's promises. We have Holy Spirit living inside us. We don't need to fear you and I, we don't need to fear. See, our peace is in Jesus, 
Because we're in Jesus, yeah? We live in the Trinity and the Trinity lives in us. We have peace in Jesus because we're in Jesus. We have peace through the cross, amen? Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. So when Jesus sacrificed his life, he actually purchased peace for us. He secured peace for us. He locked it down. He signed the contract. It's there for us all the time. It actually doesn't run out. He made it possible. And, and as, as his children, we've been reconciled back to him. We've been redeemed to him, by him. So now it's really easy for us to trust him, just to trust in Jesus. He is our peace. In the New Testament, the word peace actually means to, to be bound or, or, or woven together. Yeah, it's, it's what it means. So now that you and I have been united with God, we're part of his family, yeah, adopted into that. We've been bound and weaved together with him, with each other, but with him. That means we can walk calmly into every situation and through every circumstance, every crisis, because it's peace, it's Jesus that actually keeps us moving forward. Yeah, We don't have to fear. We don't have to fear. When you're running out of toilet paper, because everyone's got their pastoral cap on, you wake up one morning, open the door, and wow, what perfect timing. Yeah, seriously, what perfect timing. We hear of missionaries all the time. We read books where they've gone overseas and God has miraculously provided for them. People who've needed money and financially things have been miraculously paid for. Where This just makes no sense. But we live out of that realm of faith because we're generally comfortable. But it's not comfortable at the moment. So we've been singing songs that are saying, hey, Lead what oceans lead me into waters where my feet would n usually not wander. Hello, if that was a song that was ever written for today, it's that one. Yeah, lead me to where I normally wouldn't want to go. Normally, I wouldn't want to run out of money, I wouldn't want to be out of work, I wouldn't want to have to meet at church, I wouldn't want to have to fight someone for toilet paper, I wouldn't have to buy the cheap pasta. I don't want those things, but I have to walk in them. Lord, lead me so I can get through this. Yeah. We don't have to fear. We don't have to fear. Just need to trust in him. We never have to have a Kermit the Frog moment. Yeah, Never. We don't have to have those moments. We can leave that for the Muppets. We don't need that. I love the way they do it. Could you imagine being the guy that's actually controlling Kermit the Frog with the sticks? He'd be doing the same thing. We don't have to have those moments. We don't have to fear. We don't have to fear. John 16, 33. And I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Yeah? Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Yeah? We need to know the promises of God. So when our mind... And when circumstance and the enemy is just pushing us left and right and we don't know which way to turn, do I get out of bed, do I walk out of the house, we can stop and say, I've told, we just know the promises. I've told you this so that you may have peace in me. You knew this was coming, but have peace in me. Have peace in me. Have peace in me. You know, we have peace in the Holy Spirit. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but out of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
We have peace. Peace in the Holy Spirit. Peace because His presence is in our heart and life. The Holy Spirit is like the resource that God gives us. And then when we have the Holy Spirit, we have peace. Peace is our gift. I love the fact that peace is in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's in us. We don't need to be afraid. You and I, we do not need to be afraid. We can be at peace, total peace, all the time. Know the promises, declare them, decree them, speak life with your tongue, speak them over your life, speak them over your family. It's almost as if if you know the promises, like they did in the, the Old Testament where they got the blood and they put it over the lentils of the door, yeah? so that the babies would be safe. Speak the promises over your life. Speak them over your family's life. It's like spreading the blood of Jesus. Speak the promises that will keep you and your family safe. And then sit down. See, because we have this peace in Jesus, it allows us to leave everything in his hands. Everything in his hands. Everything in his hands. Psalm 31, 15, my future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. <laughs> but my future's in your hands. That just adds to Psalm 91. Father God has us in his hands. And now we're saying, and my future is in those hands. I don't want my future in anyone else's hands but God's. Yeah? Matthew 8, 13 says, And Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. The centurion totally trusted the life of his servant to Jesus. Like he just trusted him. He had nowhere else to go, had nothing else he could do for his servant. And he goes and sees Jesus. And because he had given the life of his servant over to Jesus, saying that you're the only one who could do this, yeah, the servant was healed. Because he took yeah, every ounce of belief and faith and he said, all I can do in this situation is put it in your hands. I need to put my servant's life in your hands. Jesus, in that transaction, said, that's a safe bet. Good bet. You're going to win that one. That's a good bet. We can't lose when we put our lives in Jesus' hands. We can't lose when we... Give everything that we've got to God. We can't lose. You know, it was that faith, that trust that was rewarded, you know. And this is our time to be a, a, an example to the world that is so captured by fear. I have had so many phone calls. And it's really hard because you just hear so much, you read so much, you stay up to date, you speak to people. There are so many people that are captured by fear, yeah. Fear of the what-ifs. The only certainty I can find is in the Word of God. It's the only place I can find certainty is in His Word. You know, we should be able to live a life where we can say to people, hey, I know it doesn't make sense to you, but we're going to trust our lives in God's hands. Yeah? You're an idiot! Hey, happy to live on that side of the cross. Yeah? We're going to look foolish for Jesus? Amen. Thank you. You can run in fear. I could too. But I'm going to choose to walk on this side in the heavenly realm and believe that he's got me. Amen? The coronavirus will not touch me. It will not touch us. But if it does, he'll heal us. Yeah? 
When the servant was dying and the centurion gave it all to God, the servant was healed. Even if we fall sick, he will heal us. You know what I love about faith? And, and, and this is what those without faith grapple with because for them it makes no sense. Let's just say God doesn't heal. Let's just say we do catch it. I don't think we will. I'm going to speak that faith out. But if we do, God can heal me. I'm going to speak that faith out. But if he doesn't heal me, absent from the body and present with the Lord, I don't want to die yet. But if I die, I'm with God. Yeah? So rather than let fear dictate where I go because I don't want to die, I choose to walk in faith. And then whatever happens, God, I don't think I'm going to get it. Hey, Mr. Battistella, you've got it. Really? Oh, that sucks, God. You'll have to heal me now. Okay, heal me, God. You're not going to heal me. See you, Samuel. See you, Mal. Ah, holy, holy. You know, like, seriously, as Christians, that's, that's our fallback. But it's not a crutch. It's reality. We don't want to leave loved ones behind. But if we die, oh, my goodness, we're with Jesus. That's not what we're aiming for. But that's where, it, where it's at. I'm not going to get it. God, you can heal me. Thank you. I'm home with you. But at the moment, I'm going to stand on, I'm not going to get it. Is that all right? Amen. <laughs> you know, when we leave it in God's hands, it's trust. It's a position of trust. And, and this is what trust looks like. This is what it looks like to know that you're in God's hands. It's a story, and, and I've just written it out, about a man by the name of Sir Wilfred Grenfell. Yeah? Now, he was a medical missionary in Labrador. I don't even know where Labrador is. I don't even bother looking it up. But anyway, he found himself adrift, yeah? He found himself adrift on an ice flow. So he was on ice and he's adrift, yeah? Heading out to sea. You're going to love this. This is so, so good. You really have to now wipe clean the canvas of your mind so you can picture this, okay? He mercifully, mer sorry, mercifully killed his dogs, made a coat out of their skins, you're picturing this? This is so good, right? wonder if he was feeding the fish while he was going. Who knows, right? He makes a coat out of their hides, covers his whole body so he can stay warm. He puts up a distress flag, yeah, on the ice, yeah, and then he lays down and he sleeps. He just sits. The story says that he was found and saved, and he said later, there was nothing to fear I had done all I could. The rest lay in God's hands. Yeah? Why be fearful when there's nothing else that we can do but to leave it in his hands? Amen? Psalm 9, verse 10 says, And those who know your name will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Man, there's a promise. Why are you still out there? Well, hold on a minute. Because it says in Psalm 19 that if I put my trust in him, yeah, that he never forsakes those who seek him. So he's not going to forsake me. That's why. And live on that promise and speak it out. We need to focus on God and his promises more than the coronavirus. The whole world's focusing on the coronavirus. It's like a song. You can make it up. You can put it in any melody you want. Ah, Corona, 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 Corona. It's a chant. Like if you're at the MCG, when there used to be crowds, when there used to be a Bay 13, Corona, Corona. Like that's all you hear. It's on the news. It's on TV, newspapers, magazines, social media. 
But let's not talk about the coronavirus. What about instead we talk about Jesus? What about we talk about his promises and the things that can actually lift us in our faith? You know, there's a really, really, really old hymn. <laughs> and it's called, Let's Talk About Jesus. Yeah? Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is he, yeah? The Lord of Lords supreme through all eternity. I won't sing it, you're lucky. The great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more and more, yeah? That's what we should be doing during the coronavirus. Someone says, oh, have you seen what the government's... Yeah, did you see what Jesus did? Did you know that they're locked down? Oh, I remember a church in China that was locked down and they grew to thousands upon thousands. I heard someone died of the coronavirus. Oh, in this country, I just heard someone... Jesus just raised someone from the dead. Yeah, let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He, the Lord of Lords Supreme through all eternity. That's Him. You know, we can trust Him. Psalm 37, 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. That's a promise. It doesn't say he might. It says he will. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Do you remember, for those that were here last week, do you remember what leaning looks like? Was it you, Samuel, or was it Nathan? I had, this is going to be hard. All right, let's try it anyway. Come on. This is what leaning looks like. Come on, Sam. See, Leaning means you're leaning, means that if you fall, the person that you the thing that you're leaning against, if that thing doesn't hold you, you fall. So just turn around for a minute. I've got to do it so I can hold you. I, 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 I promise I, I won't. Okay, go, lean. Just lean on me. Lean. You got it? Just lean. Lean. Don't move your feet. Just keep leaning. Keep leaning. Keep leaning. Now, this is what leaning on your own understanding looks like. And when your understanding's wrong, then you, you fall, yeah? But the opposite of that is if you're leaning on God, even if I fall, he's going to catch me. He's going to catch me because he's strong, he's immovable, he's unchangeable. This is what leaning on God looks like. It means I don't have any control whatsoever. Sam, can you get yourself up from that without... Careful. That's what happens when you try. Thanks, man. (laughs) That's what leaning looks like, yeah? We need to learn to lean on... On God, we need to know what it looks like. Isaiah 26 4, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. We need to leave it all in His hands. We need to focus on Him. He needs to be the one that we meditate on. We need to meditate on Him instead of meditating on our problems. We need to meditate on Him instead of meditating on the coronavirus. Meditation is good. Meditation's been there from the Old Testament, yeah? We're not talking about meditation, shamba. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, I'm going to meditate in the things of God. I'm going to allow God to do a work in my spirit. We're talking about true meditation in the heavenly places, yeah? We need to trust God's righteousness. He's never wrong. Anyone ever caught, caught God to be wrong yet? God ever made a mistake in your life? There's mistakes in your life, I can guarantee you, it's not God. God ever late? He's never late. He pushes it though. Even like that, he comes in right at that 11th hour. He's, but he's never late. I, Andrew, let it go. You know, like it's so frustrating. What's wrong with the fifth hour, sixth hour, first hour? Why the 11th hour? I'm never late. Yeah, well, I was dying then for a little while, you know. 
Think about it. Peter's walking on water and it says that, you know, Jesus grabbed his hand. If Jesus is standing on water and he grabbed Peter's hand, Peter's head's underwater. Why couldn't he have got him earlier? What was wrong with a couple of seconds before that? I know he's never late, but I don't like it when my head's underwater. And during this season, this coronavirus stuff, sometimes it feels like our head's underwater, yeah? But he's always there to pick us up. He's always there to get us. Psalm 119 verse 165 says, Great peace of those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. You know, having peace in Jesus just gives us peace during this storm. It really does. You know, in Mark 4, the story, you know, the day when evening came, in verse 35, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along. Just as he sat, as he was in the boat, I should say, there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came out and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stem, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down, it was completely calm. God is in control of the storm. Full stop. God is in control of the coronavirus. Full stop. Think about it. When the waves start to break over our lives and we're starting to feel confused and things are out of control and I don't know what to do, why is this happening, will I keep my job? When things are just spinning, yeah? God is in control. If he hasn't caused the storm, <laughs> he's allowed the storm. Either way. Yeah? And either way, we're okay because God's on his throne. And so he's still the Prince of Peace. And, and, and I love this. No matter what the enemy does to stir things up, like he is at the moment with the coronavirus, <laughs> God calms it. It doesn't matter what the enemy stirs up, God will always calm it. Psalm 107, verse 29, he calms the storm so that its waves are still. We need to know the word of God so we can live in it and speak life with our tongues, yeah? There's a quote by Thomas Watson and he says, If God be our God, he will give us peace in trouble. When there is a storm without, he will make peace within. The world can create trouble in peace, but God can create peace in trouble. Come on, that is so good. If the world can create trouble in peace, but God can create peace in trouble. The beauty about our God is if he, even if he doesn't calm the storm, because it's still happening at the moment, he's with us in it. He was on the boat. He was in the stem. He was with them. He's with us in the middle of the storm. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Not only is God in control of the storm, he's actually in it with us. He's always in charge. We don't need to be afraid. You know, anytime there's a storm, whatever it is, God is near. God is near and with us. Didn't he say in Hebrews 13, 5, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you? Never. It doesn't say, there's not a caveat there that says, never will I leave you except when the coronavirus sweeps the earth. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, never will I leave you except when your loved one gets cancer. It doesn't say that. Never will, will I leave you except for that time that you're going to lose your job and you're going to be without finances. It actually, it, it doesn't say. What it says is, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Remember that what is it, 
Whatever is over our heads, yeah, is under his feet. Whatever is over our heads is under his feet. You know, that storm in Mark that threatened the disciples was the storm that he walked on. It was under his feet, yeah? It's a beautiful picture. It was under his feet. I believe the coronavirus is under his feet. Yeah, amen. Yes, we have to show wisdom. Yes, we have to obey the criteria the government gives us. Yes, you should sneeze into your elbow. Yes, you should refrain from handshaking. I, sorry for all those that I shook hands at with the 50th yesterday. I can't help myself, I'm Italian. Um, we should refrain from touching people's faces. We should use sanitizer on our hands. We should disinfect everything. We should exercise physical and social distancing as much as possible. But if you go as a family, it's really good because you can still go to cafes and get a good coffee. We, we, we need to do all the right things, yeah? We still need to show wisdom, but we don't need to let fear dictate. We can actually have peace, yeah? Father God will bring us out of the storm because the storm, it, storms don't last forever, yeah? They just don't. Even the worst storm finally ends, and this one will end too. And just like in Mark, Jesus will lead us to the other side. God will see us through. If he got Shadrach, Meshach, and Bulba out of the fire, and he got Daniel out of the lion's den, then he'll get us out of the coronavirus, yeah? We just need to trust him. We need to sit. He has us in his hands, in his yard, yeah? God is with us in the storms. We don't need to be afraid. Why don't we stand? We're going to do something today. Don't need music. We're going to declare. Our friend, good friend of this house, Pastor Mark Jurisic and Carolyn Jurisic from um, Living Room Church and City West Church, he loves declaration. He loves the power in declaration because with our tongue we have the power of life and death. So we're going to declare something here today as a family. Is that okay? So... This is our prayer. This is our declaration. God is almighty. God is almighty. He's bigger than any circumstance I face. I don't need to overreact. I will get through this. God never stops loving me. He knows how to restore me and mend my heart. God is in control of everything. Nothing catches him by surprise. I will stop worrying about things I can't control. Now, some of you are waning off in your volume level because I know declaration's hard. It's hard to speak truth when we're so used to negativity, yeah? So let's not back off yet. God has a plan for me. And all that has happened to me will be used. God loves me. And his love covers me. It covers my weaknesses, insecurities and failures. God is for me. He knows what he's doing. And I'm at peace in the storm. And all his children said, Amen. 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 You and I, we do not need to be afraid. Amen. Let's live in those promises and let them dictate our week in Jesus' name.
Amen. So thank you for coming. Thank you for celebrating our Lord and Saviour. Stay and have a coffee. Just remember, be mindful of the foyer. Grab your coffee, get the guys to serve you, and then sit around the auditorium. Or if you need to leave, please feel free to leave. In Jesus' name, thank you.